Happy New Year to all of you, and welcome back to the Four Glory Podcast. It's me, Adam, your very favorite GM, at least on this podcast anyway, and I'm here to tell you that with the New Year, we'll be making a few changes to the show. Not too much, so don't panic, but a few little changes. Now I'll leave it vague so you can enjoy the mystery. Now, before we get going, I want to thank you guys again for listening to the show. Seeing the downloads keep rolling in week after week has been amazing. Now, I know I've said this a few times before, and I'll say it again, probably a million more times, but please take the time out of your week to tell one person to check us out. Word of mouth is the only way for us to grow the show without having to pay for advertising, and I'm way too broke for that. So I'm left with no option other than to beg you, please, please help us spread the word about the show and this fantastic role-playing game. I'm also going to ask you again to please let us know what you think of the show. Who's your favorite character? What do you like about the story? What don't you like? Who do you want to know more about? Which character would you like to see die next? Tell us at fourglorypod at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R, like the number. Or message us at facebook.com slash fourglorypodcast. I personally read everything that comes in there. And if you send me a message, I'll probably get back to you usually within a day or two. Now, last week... We left off with the four adventurers at the top of Gauntlet Keep once again. And, once again, they find more mysteries than answers. What in the hells was that light? Why did it fire off now? And why did it stop as suddenly as it started? Where has the body gone? We'll work towards those answers. And we'll meet a few fun new NPCs and explore a hitherto unknown area of the ruins. In this week's episode, number 20, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. You're all there at the top of the lighthouse. Floors covered in blood. The beacon has little flecks of slimy, congealed foam blood stuck to it in places. The lights died down quite a bit. It is now just that kind of steady, shimmering pulsing that it was when you guys were up here before. And you look at where Jack died. And he's not there. V is just staring in silence, just a quiet fairy building in her. So there's just nobody. There's nothing up here. Like David Lee Roth said. Uh, <laughs> I ain't got nobody. Nobody. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let's see. You guys don't know that song? No. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I know the song. <laughs> uh, uh, didn't y'all say that Jack was up here? Yes, we were all up here. Then he died. It seems nobody's up here anymore. Well, except, of course, for you guys. Well, we're, we're back yes, up here. And y'all said that he was dead, right? 
Sure as he could be. Orwin just keeps staring at where Jack's body was supposed to be. You'll see here, he left quite a bit of himself behind. His blood, that is. Dang, that's all his blood? A lot of it was. He spilled quite a bit, ensuring we made it out alive. Hopeful shot here, then, maybe. Maybe he might still be alive? Do you think I don't know what a dead body looks like? Oh, I know you know what a dead body looks like. I'm just trying to be hopeful. <laughs> she ignores them and then leads Henry over to sniff where Jack's body is to try to find a trail. Oh, and follows. That's going to be difficult. I mean, everything is everywhere. It's hard to identify what belongs to who or what. Is there, like, anything with bloody footprints we can follow? Like, something that might be different from all the blood on the ground? It's like trying to follow wet footprints in a puddle. Too much blood. Yeah. Hmm. Anything useful for me? <sighs> and, like, I'll not find anything. <sighs> and let's not waste time. Yeah, maybe, maybe Jack might still be around somewhere. He couldn't have gone too far. Well, if he is, he won't be here. Let us make our way back to the bottom. All right. And Rowan's going to open up the trapdoor and lead everybody down. Yep, you follow the stairs down. And there's no no indication of anybody being dragged down these stairs or anything like that. It's the stairs are too unstable. You know, they're not well connected to the wall. Uh, you've been up here a couple of times and they tend to swing away if you're not careful creak and groan and doesn't look like anything got dragged down this way at least but you get to the bottom and there's that puddle of blood down there every time you glance over at it you catch it just ripple out at first you think maybe 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 i imagined it but you know you know at this point there's that door that was torn apart going south and also the door on the west side that you guys have not yet ventured through. Hmm, let's see where we might like to go. And uh, Gwillem's going to go ahead and pull out the map. Sure. So let's all take a look at the map. Let me see. And boom, show to players. Everybody see it? Yep. Yep. So, right from where we are, it seems there's an interesting landmark just outside this door. Shall we? I would like to clear out this floor first. We have already seen most of it. If we look around, maybe there'll be another clue. And if we happen to see a gremlin, maybe they saw something last night. Ah, good thinking. Jack was good at finding clues. Oh. Everybody couldn't find any more hit points. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He shouldn't have thrown his damn healer's kit. It's his own damn fault. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Poor decision number three. Uh, number 29, I think. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, probably. That's a lot. Yeah. That went wrong. So, which way are you guys going? Well, Rowan's just going to be following the group, so it's up to them. Uh, yeah. Also disinterested, Gwilym will be following along. Uh, he's not going to be excited about retracing our steps unless we find any new information. Hmm. I was going to say we could either sweep clockwise or counterclockwise around all the places we've been. 
You know what? Yeah, let's uh, let's go clockwise, starting by meandering over near the Pinchy Room, which is just next door to the lighthouse. Willem's going to point to the left and say, Lead us down this corridor to the left, please, young one. Rowan does so. All right, well, you head out into that massive chamber, the, the main hall of Gauntlight Keep. It's filled with rubble and broken timbers and all sorts of moss and things that have grown through the from the weather creeping in through the holes in the roof. You head towards the east, towards that pinchy room on your map. And as you get closer, Rowan, you hear something moving from behind you as you approach that door. Sounds like a small animal. Bigger than a raccoon, but smaller than a horse. Rowan immediately turns around, drawing his sword. His sword. His sword. His sword. I like sword. His like sword. 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 Right. <laughs> That's S words. So you turn around. You catch a, a glance of some sort of little blue creature. Looks kind of like a goblin, but a little smaller, much more bulbous. But as soon as you see it, it sees you and it ducks back inside. Hey. Hey, y'all. There's some kind of little blue person over there. Oh, nothing to be afraid of. In Undercommon, Gwilym will call out, Come out now. After just a moment, a furtive little creature approaches. And it speaks only in Undercommon, so, uh, wow, that's just you now, isn't it? Oh. Hmm. Nobody else can understand <laughs> <No>. this thing. <laughs> So, everybody, you're kind of at the mercy of Gwillem. He can tell you this thing's saying whatever he feels like telling you it's saying, and you got to trust him. Or not. You know, hey, that's up to you guys. So, he pops out, and he looks looks down at his feet, pulls off his little hat, starts kind of wringing it in his hands. He looks up, and he goes, Oh, <laughs> hey, uh, don't mind me. Uh, I uh, I was just, uh, uh, you know, I, I heard you guys moving around out here, and I, uh, I thought I should... Uh, uh, you know. Hello there. Well, speaking of, have you seen anyone else our size walking around here recently? Uh, recently? Uh, no, uh, I guess. Not really. I mean, what is recent, you know? I, I've seen a, a few of you giant types, uh, like two days ago, but, uh, I don't know, is that, is that recent? I, who's to say? Who's to say what's recent, what's not, you know? Just, uh, to some, one week is a lifetime, yet to yes, another, you Yes, know? yes, well, were you there when we helped defeat the heretic Giark? Well, uh, yeah, I, I remember that guy, but, you know, to, to a guy like that, uh, uh, two extra days might seem like, uh, you know, a, a great deal more time than it would for, uh, I, I don't know, maybe like a, like a dwarf that uh, works in the mine? Uh, I don't know. Since we helped foil the heretic's plans, I would ask a favor of you. Uh, 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 uh? What does it say? Did it see anything last night? I asked, and he said he saw nothing and nobody for the last mm. couple days or so. I disappointed him. So you can actually talk to that thing? That's pretty cool. Um, yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know what information we'll glean from the little fellow. Any questions? I suppose ask what's behind the door behind us. Oh. 
We know it's Pinchy. Willem will uh, reach over and show Rowan the crude map that we got from Boss Scrong, and he'll uh, point at the actually really well-drawn scorpion here, and he'll no, say... No, thank you, thank you. <laughs> he'll say, It appears to be a giant Scorpiones arachnida. I reckon you're right about that, but maybe this little fella over there might know more about it. Mm, uh, switching back to Undercommon, Gwilym will look at the little blue fellow here and say... What would happen if we went inside? We're looking for a few people. <laughs> I don't think there's any people in there. That's uh, that's where Pinchy lives. He's uh, <laughs> he uh, he plays a little rough. And he shows you his forearms, and they're covered in these like gross, like purple with green fucking goo, kind of oh. weeping out of. Wounds and uh, swollen, and like he's like he looks, oof, he looks like a mess. He's like, nah, I don't know, Pinchy's a good boy though, uh, or maybe he's a girl. I, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to tell with this, with this scorpion, you know. But uh, uh, Pinchy, uh, he doesn't really uh, answer my questions when I ask him things, and uh, you know, anytime I ask him anything, he just gets uh, a little rough. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, uh, you only really hurt the ones you love, right? And boy, boy, does it fucking hurt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you just go in there to play? Why do you go oh, in to no, see no, 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 that's a bad plan, my man. It's my job to, uh, to feed Pinchy, you know? And to, uh, yeah, I, I take care of him. You know, he's my, he's my special guy. <laughs> Girl, maybe. Are you done speaking with it? Did you find anything out? No. Nobody has been here that the little blue fellows have seen, and of course they're all around, so I imagine they would have seen anybody else. I propose we move right along to new environs. Mm. Agreed. So where should we go next? There was something about a boat, and then there's a building outside. I do not know if the gremlins search out there, but... I don't imagine these blue boys have any need for a boat. I think we should check that out post-haste. Well, you retrace your steps back to the base of that lighthouse. You go to the door on the west side. Who wants to open it? I'll open it. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Come on, you guy. (laughs) Send him out first. (laughs) The door opens, uneventfully. And it opens out... To a foggy outdoor scene. You're able to see probably about maybe 20 feet total through this fog. And you can just make out, as you step out that door, what looks like a building at the edge of that visibility. Looks clear. Just a building and lots of fog. Uh, expecting the boat, or at least news of a boat, Gwillem will head outside, searching for it. V will follow out after and head towards the building. You make your way through the fog. It's a short distance, a little over 20 feet, before you get to this building. It's about 15 by 25 feet. This thing's only one story, pretty small. Still built out of stone, like the rest of the keep. And on the side of the building facing you... There is a door. But as you move closer, you see that the wall towards the south is knocked out. 
You're able to see inside of that building as you approach. And inside, you see rotten old husks of moldy, destroyed boats and the remnants of a campfire. Someone must have been here at some point. Is there a way I can tell if this campfire was recent? Yeah, looking at it, you can tell that this is not a very old fire, but it's not brand new either. This is something that's probably been sitting here for a couple of weeks. Looking at the campfire, I'd say this is not recent, but it's not old either. Maybe here for about a week or two? Those kobolds were dead only a few weeks as well. Maybe it was from them. Hmm. Maybe. Rowan, you can tell from the remains of this fire, Mm -hmm. it looks like the way that you would make a fire. Okay. I don't know about the campfire making of kobolds, but this seems a little bit too neat, I suppose. Mm. Doctor, how long ago did you say that the people were here? I didn't say, because I don't even know. Well, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow, a lot better than him just going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> We will go take a peek outside the, the door. You open the door, and outside of the door is a crumbling, moldy, rotten old dock. I guess pier. Pier is a better word for it. Not too long. Probably stretches about 15 feet. Tied off to one of the pilings is a boat. Compared to the other boats that you've seen, which are basically just piles of mold and rot at this point, this boat looks brand new. How close is it to the pier? Pretty close. Oh, okay. A couple of feet away. Okay. Hmm... V, you seem to have the lightest feet here. Would you please check out the boat and see if there's anything of interest? <sighs> Very well. She'll hop off of Henry and then head towards the boat. Well, you go out across that dock, or pier, pardon me, across the pier, and you get to the boat. It's tied up pretty well, but you're able to hop down into it. And looking down at this boat you find a couple of things of interest. So the first is a wooden box. And inside, there's a couple of pastries. They look a couple of weeks old. The second thing you find is a carving on the inside near, excuse me, near the bow of some sort of bird. There are some old pastries. I'm not... Going to try to taste them at all. And there is a marking of a bird. Hmm. Let me see. Ah. Willem, you recognize this bird is an osprey. And this style, kind of roughly carved into here, looks like the emblem of the Osprey Club, which is the Thieves' Guild that operates out of Otari. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. Ah, yes. This is quite a find, and certainly a clue. 
This osprey is the symbol of the organization that sent the individuals here we are looking for. Now that you're out here by this boat, you're able to make out, not too far away, on the other side of the water, a little island that's got another building on it. This building is significantly larger than the boathouse, but not as big as the rest of Gauntlet Keep. There's also, to the northeast, you can barely make out a bridge that spans the swamp water to that small island. Does it look significantly older than the boat? The island or the bridge? Yeah, all of it. Uh, all of it does. Yeah, yeah. All okay, of it does. Okay. Absolutely. It is hard to make out details from here, but it's definitely a, a permanent structure. Well, if we are going to keep on searching, I wonder if we might check out this building to the north. I'm not sure if you'd prefer to walk or sail. I would prefer if it takes a bridge. I'm cool with whatever y'all want to do, though I prefer to be dry. Hmm. Yes, these, these leech-infested waters are not my favorite either, so please, right this way. With his staff still magically lit, Gwillem will lead everyone towards the bridge. This low, wide bridge is made out of wood. It spans this little gap between the two land masses here. There's a single-story building sitting among the thick reeds that are growing on this smaller island. You approach the double doors that lead to the entrance. Well, go on then. What are you afraid of, Rowan? Open <laughs> the door. Hey, I ain't afraid. Just waiting for the word. And Rowan opens the door. V takes out her lance and shield. And Borwin his axe. The door seems stuck. You don't see any kind of keyhole or anything like that. It just is swollen and old. But, V, you hear something move on the other side of the door. Hold on, be careful. There's something inside of there. Hmm, well, let's make sure we get through. Harf Hoob! Gulum casts physical boost on Borwin. Step aside, boy. Let the man come over and open the door, please. <laughs> Rowan begrudgingly just steps aside. Please get her natural one There's again. That'd one be hilarious. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, guys, no. close. It's close. It's not a one. It's a <laughs> five. It's like a two. It's a five. <laughs> <laughs> you try to open the door, and it's no good. Let's get let's get uh, let's get somebody else to help open this door. <laughs> I will help. Morwen and his mortal nemesis doors just don't seem to work. <laughs> you need some help there, big guy. Morwen just. Staring at the door. Takes a few seconds. Um, yeah, yes, please. Alright, let's do it. 16. It's the doors, man. <laughs> Fucking Jim Morrison. Alright, so you try to open the door, Borwin, and you, you, and you pull in nothing. Rowan comes up to help you with it. He grabs onto the other door, and he starts pulling, and then it pops open. No problem. He just grabs on and pulls, and, and you go, ah, my back, my back. And he's just like, all right, and the door opens up. both sides open up at the same time, or just the one side? One squeaks loose, and then both of them fling open. And, okay, yeah, all right. kind of so stumbles as both back sides open, Gwilym's going to stride through like they opened it for him. 
<laughs> well, they did. They did. You you walk through majestically into this study, which features several bookshelves, a desk, and two chairs. The books and objects here, though, lie in disarray with torn pages strewn haphazardly across the room. This place is a mess. You look around and examine your surroundings. And as you do, an orange light manifests nearby. And it calls out to you. It says, I am the dangerous wispy ghost. I am spooky wisp. He immediately jumps onto attention with her (laughs) weapons ready. Um, totally unimpressed. Gwillem's gonna turn around and say, V, um, I believe this is more your expertise. (laughs) You who dares disturb my room shall suffer my spooky wrath unless you, uh, do me a favor. Why should we do anything for you? Oh, otherwise I will destroy you with big, big magic. And it bobs around menacingly, swirling in the air. Do not think you can threaten me. Yes, I have, and I shall continue to do that. (laughs) Unless you do for me one favor. And in exchange, I shall tell you three great secrets that you want to know. And it kind of hovers closer to you. Hmm, knowledge is nothing to be scoffed at. Well, what is it you'd have us do? Let's hear it. In the other room, there is a shiny that I want. You shall bring it here for me. Then I will tell you the secrets that are so good that you wish you knew them. (laughs) So what favor do you want us to do for you, Mr. Spooky Wisp? I already said I want the shiny from the other room. It's inside this building. Down. This this way. Follow me this way. Follow me. And it starts moving towards the west. If you are so dangerous and powerful, why do you not get it yourself? Why don't you get it for me? I am stuck here in this chamber, but I have big dangerous magic. If you don't bring me the shiny. But why not use the big dangerous magic to open the doors? I can open the doors. I just can't leave. What happens if you try to leave? I I can't. I'm... I'm stuck here in here. And it bobs around, kind of <laughs> floats over by these two double doors on the west end of the chamber, drifting past two other doors on the southern wall. Have you tried to leave? I have, and I can't, and I would appreciate if you stopped giving me shit about it. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Why don't you float, huh? How do you like that? Because I'm heavy. Bob's around. Uh, 
bring me the shiny. Yeah, checkmate. <laughs> it menacingly uh, bobs around uh, near you. It burns with a brighter intensity and guides you over here. V is not looking directly at it, but she's keeping that weapon trained on it the whole time. So, can you tell us anything about this shiny other than it's being shiny? It's in there, and there's a dangerous, mean, uh, blank-faced bird doll in there. It's awful. But you'll know it. You'll know the shiny. You find it, you bring it here. And I will tell you my great secrets that are so good. You wish you had secrets like these. And it bobs around. Orwin's going to whisper to V. Do you know what that thing is? Uh, lore check? <laughs> Explore? Uh, well, this is definitely, yes, definitely in your lore wheelhouse. This is a very, very, very dangerous wispy ghost <laughs> oh, man. so dangerous you you don't even you don't even want to know how dangerous it is uh, you are certain that this thing is able to teleport anything away at great great distances i have never seen something like this before but i do not trust it but when she heard the mention of a doll, she did look over towards the double doors, a little more curious. And shall we follow its direction? I say, if we don't do what he says, we can still protect ourselves just by leaving. <laughs> he can't leave, so we aren't in any real danger. Let us move on. Don't forget to bring back the shiny. I want it. 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 Bob's around by the door. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's our back question. and forth. Then move out of the way. <laughs> it uh, bobs overhead and gets out of the way for you to get through and just floats there menacingly right at the threshold of the door as you all enter the next chamber. This chamber turns 45 degrees and then another 45 degrees, making a sharp left turn on the wall, the longer wall, the outside wall, there are a series of four tall paintings. Although layers of mold and decay have severely damaged them, you can still make out the images on most of them. The first one you see is five feet tall. And it depicts the city of Absalom in flames, with ghosts rising from its streets. At the bottom, a bronze plaque that reads, So shall the fools suffer. The second portrait depicts Gauntlet Keep, as it appeared before the upper floors had collapsed much more impressive then than it is now in its current dilapidated ancient abandoned state. Its lighthouse emitting a pale blue light in which 
ghostly faces sneer and grimace. Its bronze plaque reads, Let the light shine forever. The third frame holds the scraps and shredded remnants of a destroyed picture. You're not able to make out anything. But there is a plaque that says, The Artist at Work. The fourth and final five-foot-tall portrait depicts a smirking woman dressed in a long green gown. You all, other than you, Rowan, the rest of you recognize this woman's face. That bloody ghost thing that rose out of that blood puddle at the base of the lighthouse? This is that woman. You see a plaque below that says The Lady of the Light. Next to that plaque there's something scratched into the wall. It's written in a language uh, none of you recognize this language. However, Gwillem, some of the characters look uh, very familiar to Gnomish. Gnomish? Huh? Interesting. That's definitely not the one I would have guessed. All right. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like how you can look at Chinese characters and say that it looks similar to Japanese characters, but you know that they're different. Hmm. All right, so... Now that we've reached this next set of double doors here, although Gwillem is interested in these four illustrations, he's a little more interested in the possible knowledge this spooky wisp can impart. Uh, so with a, a tap on the ground of his staff and... Hwalu Kerig! The gem in his staff, still lit, will now emerge from his staff and dart erratically around Borwin again as Gwillem casts Shattering Gem. Well, shall we? You head in. You get to the second set of double doors at the end of this hall. Who's opening them? I'll open these doors. With my sword and my shield at the ready. So, how are you opening it with your hands full? Bonk his head on the door. I do not know. (laughs) Bam! I don't know. Dude, (laughs) I'll tell you this. I will. Your hands are full, but you still got. There you go. I was going to say, you still got your feet, man. You boot the door open. Kapow! Flings open. And inside, you see the floor strewn with gleaming bits of broken glass, completely covering the floor. There's wreckage all around. The, The room looks like it's been trashed by someone. It looks like it was once an elegant workshop for glasswork. But now it's just in shambles. There's soggy strings of dripping moss hanging through cracks in the ceiling. And in the center of this chamber, you see the hunched-over form of that doll that you were told about. It's got uh, raven's wings and a, a wooden beak and wearing some pants and little tiny boots kind of adorable but 
It's got a blank face with eyes painted onto it. And it looks up as the door flings open. And it says, Has Master Hazrene finally returned? And it looks up. And it sees you. And it goes, You're not him. The thing's raven-like wings begin to flap. And it lifts up into the air. And it moves in to attack. Roll for initiative. Rowan has a 19. Ah, Gwilym got an 18. Oof, V's got a 10. Rowan got a 12 for his initiative. This Birdman doll thing has a 21. So turn one to combat. Here it goes. This thing is in the air, and it moves towards the closest thing to it, which is you, Rowan. It flaps, 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 moves into range, and it will attack you with its... Oh, yeah, you're right. Hero point guards. Okay, yeah, you guys said something, and I forgot, and here it comes. <laughs> All right, everybody's got their hero point cards. There you go. You happy? All right, don't say I never gave you anything. Um, it moves into attack, and it's kicking at you while it's airborne. I've got a 15 to hit you, Rowan. That's a miss. Mm, it flies up and kicks at you. It misses, and then it goes to fly back away, which does trigger your attack of opportunity. Hooray! It chose the wrong person to attack, but it doesn't know yet. <laughs> well, I'm a hitting. 13. Uh. Mm. No, you miss. And it flies back. Flies back to where it was when you came in. Now, keep in mind the floor in this chamber, this octagonal chamber, is covered with shattered glass. Yeah. Okay. Now, does it flopping in the air, or did it land? Uh, it, no, it comes back and lands. The layer of broken glass and shattered materials covering the floor makes it uneven ground. Core of Rulebook, page 476. With an acrobatics DC of 11, a creature who falls prone in this room takes piercing damage. So, uneven ground. What that means is that you need to balance, so you use the acrobatic skill, or risk falling prone and possibly injuring yourself, depending on the specifics of the uneven ground. You are flat-footed on uneven ground. Each time you are hit by an attack or fail a save on uneven ground, you must succeed at a reflex save with the same DC as the acrobatics check or you fall prone. So, no, I take it back. This thing's got a fly speed, so it stays in the air. That's its turn. So, Rowan, you're up next. Okay. You get all of your actions back in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. As soon as your turn comes up in the initiative order, you get all of your actions back, including your reaction. So, your attack of opportunity essentially recharges. Okay. So what Rowan's going to do is he's going to drop his sword and shield, and because it's under my worn items, I'm going to use an action to take out the short bow. Okay, so you draw your short bow. Knock an arrow, and I shoot for a second action. Uh, okay, go for it. Give me an attack roll. <sighs> it's a nat one. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, oh, starting it off right. Yep. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, it's a really good hero point card, though. Just look bad for the one moment. No, no, nobody here will judge you except, except for V and Willem. Do you accept your fate, or are you going to spend that hero point card out of the gate, first turn, to get a reroll? What do you want? Turn one. You don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, <laughs> like on one hand, like it's like I don't want to get rid of the hero point card, but on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that with that fumble card, it's going to break my bow or something. Oh, who knows? I mean, it might be something that's not that bad. 
I just got that feeling. I'll, I just got that I'll feeling. I'll tell you who knows is me because I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Ugh, I, can't, I, I can't give up this card. I gotta risk it. Risk it for the biscuit. Yep. You drop your sword and your shield. You pull your bow from your back. You grab an arrow from your quiver. You knock it, draw back, and you fire at this doll that's flapping in the air. And that shot goes way wide and you feel something in your shoulder snap. Oh. Oh. You have a torn tendon. <laughs> Until you're healed, you are clumsy too. Oh. That's a really, really bad fumble card. What does until you are healed mean? That means that he needs to be healed. So uh, he needs, uh, I think, magical healing or... Uh, let, me, let me double check here. Killing me. Tell him the doctor until he's healed. <laughs> My poor boy has got a torn tendon, and he's killing you. Not with that, yeah, that yeah. one I am. Oh boy, uh, problem is this how we win the game? Just, just slowly annoy Adam to death. <laughs> That's how everyone loses. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hell, I don't know how this works. Um, Sorry to ask, it's just almost Willem's turn. So, like, oh, so it, so you guys need an answer right now? Okay. Yeah. I don't think you have damage right now, do you, Rowan? So, like, how do we heal uh, you? I got some damage. You do? Oh, okay. So I could just yeah. battle medicine and heal you, and then you'll be fine. If you battle medicine, you won't be able to do it the rest of the day for him. Yeah. But if it removes his clumsy two because he's healed, worth it. Yeah, it's That's just true. as good of a benefit. You are clumsy two until healed. That means that any amount of hit points restored, whether it be from treating injuries or... Uh, battle medicine, lay on hands, a potion, or a uh, healing spell, soothe, anything like that that restores your hit points, we'll get rid of this. Okay. But not natural resting. That won't count. Well, not sure what else I can do other than just try a shoot again. Oh, all right, let's do this. A nine. Oh, oh, oh Greg. You feel something tear in your shoulder, and you decide you're going to fight through the pain. And you reach down, and you grab another arrow and you pull back and you can feel it. It's just like it, you feel it tear more and more as you draw back and you let go and the arrow flies way off mark and it, it goes right past this doll, hits the wall, bounces, skips off of a piece of broken glass on the floor, comes back up, plinks off V's shield and then strikes you in the side of the head. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> All right. You what? are stunned one. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that was going to be like headshot or something. You dead. Like <laughs> the card said, amazing miss. You are stunned one, uh, so you uh, will have fewer actions next turn. What an amazing, amazing start to combat! Next in order is Doctor Gwilym Mevig. Wow. Okay, that was quite spectacular. <laughs> uh, I am. Uh, that was uh, something. Mm, yep, that was something. All right. <laughs> Ay ay ay. The Tyson is not with me today. Okay, so Gwillem is just kitty corner behind Rowan there, and uh, he sees just this monstrosity of an action. The youngin is a little out of his depth now. You know, graveyards are cool, lighthouses no good. So we're gonna go ahead, we'll do a battle medicine to try to give him some healing. So it's gonna be two D eight since it automatically succeeds. There's seven hit points back to you, Rowan. Ooh, thank you. And of course, it counts as healing, so you can remove your clumsy too. Another stun. 
At the stun. Yeah, yeah. No, the stun's still there. Uh, that was so short-lived. I was hoping that would ruin everything for you for at least at least the rest of the session. <laughs> so, oh, don't worry. I'm sure I'll go another night one again. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, dude. The night is young. The night is young. <laughs> so, um, beyond that, Willem is going to cast shield with Ariane, and then he'll say, "I need your help, Rupert." That's a command, and Rupert will come out and climb up onto his shoulder. Okay, so with with the uh, because now we've got you know V and you both having buddies to command. Does Rupert get one action when you use command? He, he gets two it. actions. Yep, just like a regular okay. minion does. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to be sure because it sounded like you commanded him and all he did was one. He interacted to open up the satchel and then he moved out. Fair, perfect. Yes, excellent. Love it. Okay. Next up is Borwin. You're at the door next to Rowan, and you've just seen the worst marksmanship you've seen in your life. But this thing is flapping in the air in the middle of this chamber. It, it flew up, delivered a few kicks, and then flew back out there. The beak on this thing doesn't move because it's constructed out of wood, but you feel like if it could, it'd be laughing. Uh. <laughs> Borwin's axe begins to glow, and Borwin will move forward and strike at this creature. You need to make an acrobatics check in order to move across this uneven ground. 16. Okay, 16 is a success. So you make it across the glass without falling. And with the first strike, I hope it's not as bad as Bruins. Oh my god. No! Well, well, well. (laughs) It is exactly as... Well, well, well. Oh, guys. We all stop jinxing it, please. It doesn't feel so good at the bottom, does it, buddy? Yo, this is like the worst fucking combat this could be happening in. Yeah. Wow, so you rush into the room, floor covered in glass. You succeed in getting to this thing, and you your your axe is charged up, and it's glowing, and you swing, and you swing wide. It's hard to hit this thing flying in the air, but the glass reflects a little bit of that light, and, ah, and it flashes in your eyes, and you become dazzled until the end of your next turn. Ooh, end of next turn. I think that's a DC 5 check to attack. Yes, that's correct. It makes the creatures count as, uh, I think, hidden to you. So you need to roll a d20 and you need a 5 and then, you know, your attack roll like normal. And that's until the end of your next turn. Wonderful. No more. <laughs> no, no, that's all three of his actions. He um, uh, he went into rage, moved, and oh, he attacked. Oh, okay. All right. I forgot about the rage. Oof. Net one gang right here. Let's just hope these are all the bad rolls for now. Oh, they are all the bad rolls for now. <laughs> next up in order is V. You're behind Rowan, still in the hall with all the paintings, seeing this spectacle, this troop of fools. What will you do? Uh... Shattered glass litters the floor in there. Did you bring Henry's booties? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, please don't make Henry run on that. (laughs) I don't want to, but he actually has really good acrobatics. The problem is V doesn't want to attack the thing. We haven't tacked it so far. It hasn't. It hasn't hurt us. It. We haven't hurt it. We made attempts. We made attempts. Attempts are made. Um, this has been the stupidest combat I've ever seen so far. <laughs> it's like watching two kids in high school trying to fight. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're both leaning way too far back, swinging their hands. I don't want to do it, but she has to do it. She has to try to. I want to. She has to do a diplomacy check to try to convince this thing to stop attacking. No, no, diplomacy doesn't do that. Oh. You need to be in a non-combat situation in order to try to use diplomacy to to make an impression on something. 
It takes at least a minute. So you could, I guess, hypothetically try in combat, but it'll take you 10 turns. And I don't think you want to do that. No. That sucks. There's no way to try to stop someone from attacking. Okay. I mean, there is a way, but it's very lethal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you got the option. You can do, like, non-lethal stuff. You can talk to it while you're fighting and stuff like that. But Good night, muchacho. <laughs> yeah, go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> but you can't. There's not, like, a test you can make to get it to stop. without. I think there's probably, probably a skill feat that'll do that, but I don't think you got it. So one command Henry, and then we're going to move to rush to the south past this thing to get to a flank with Borwin. Because I'm writing Henry, that means he can make the ac- the acrobatics check, right? Fancy footwork. to. Correct. Okay. 23. Hey, that'll <laughs> yeah, do that it. does it. Yeah, that beats it. My doggo has good acrobatics. <laughs> All right, we're going to rush down here. Then V will say, stop this nonsense, you shoddily crafted piece of driftwood. Damn. <laughs> now I believe that's a diplomacy check for my bone mot. Yep. <laughs> so I got to roll against its will DC. 19. That is a success. Oops. So that's going to be a negative two to his perception and will DC. Nice. All right. And that lasts for one turn. That one turn? Is one it, minute. Is that correct? It's one minute. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. It'll cost him an action to try to retort back to get rid of it. Which will have the concentrate feet. Oh boy. Oh, a single action to do it. Okay, concentrate rate. Okay, got it. Final action for V is going to be the lance. Wow. Oh my god. Rolled a nine. We are all rolling nines. This is impressive. Blum's got the last ticket. We'll see if he gets on the feelings. train. <laughs> Would have been really yeah, good in, in the damage. the word nine means no. And let me tell you, it should be oh no. Because <laughs> that is a fumble. Oh god. Oh, you know, this is not that bad. So you rush in, and Henry nimbly dodges around broken glass on the floor, and you get into range as you bark your insult at the flying doll, and you strike at it with your lance. It's no good. You you, you lunge to the left, but Henry kind of dodges to the right, and you kind of lose yourself in the saddle a little bit, and you are considered flat-footed until the end of your next turn. But the good news is that you're already flat-footed anyway. As long as you're on the uneven ground, you all are flat-footed. Oh. Mm. So it's your turn, right? There's nothing Henry can do with his second action. Okay. I mean... He can bark. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, since your turn is over, and this has been the worst round of combat I think that I have ever (laughs) seen in my life. We're going to stop here. What a wonderful way to kick off the new year. Good job, everybody. (laughs) 